Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios, on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. And here we go, the Friday edition, Greg's favorite day. Greg's not here, he's off today, so it's definitely his favorite day. Welcome to the Sig Sauer Studio at AAR Ranch here in Georgia. X-Insurance presents it all. I am Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom. Welcome in. If you want to watch the show in high definition, you can do so. By visiting armedamericanradio.com, click the watch live button there. Please don't do that while you're driving. Please don't be that idiot. Let somebody else in the car do that. You just listen to the show. Be safe. Don't be stupid. That's what we do here. And if you want to participate in the chat, feel free. Download the Telegram messaging app and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. It's always lively. Jump on in. If we see something good in there, we'll shout you out live on the radio. Let's go to our guest today for the hour, Paul Markle, student of the gun, regular slot on a Friday, the hippie himself. How you doing, my brother? Oh, my brother. Jeez. In there, where is Paul? There he is. There he is. What's going on, Paul? Hey, you got to remember, you called in. You're on a radio show. You have to talk a little bit. It's a talk radio show. (laughs) Oh, I was talking hippie. I think it was on your end. Oh, I don't know. I, who cares? You're here. It's a Friday. What difference does it make? So you got snow on the ground up there in Wyoming, I take it, huh? Uh, yeah. The, the sun is actually out, which is nice uh, for once. It's uh, Every time we think we're going to get an early spring, uh, Mother yeah. Nature decides that that's not happening. But uh, that's okay. It's all right. The, well, the cold and the wind and the snow keeps the hippies away, keeps the weak people away. Keeps you the hippie, derpa derpa. Paul, let's talk a little bit about, well, you and I had a text exchange earlier today, and I have to go here with you on this one because this is right up your alley. The AT&T issue yesterday, there's been a lot of chatter about that, particularly around these parts here because we were affected at the ranch for, oh, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, close to nine hours we lost service. It was very strange. Do you, do you buy AT&T's excuse that it had something to do with, their programming, they just messed it up. Do you buy that? Do you believe anything that comes from these people in today's day and age? Wow. I mean, we're, wow. The the <laughs> the idea that it's, it's kind of like you're either corrupt or incompetent. Which one is it? You know, it's like our politicians. They, they say, well, we had no idea. It's like, well, then you're either corrupt or you're incompetent. Neither one of those is a good answer. So for a multi-billion dollar corporation like AT&T who said, to say, yeah, we were doing, an, we were doing a scheduled upgrade and, and it just didn't work like we thought it was going to, so it, 
you know, put 100,000 customers out of service. Like, and it was way more than that. The crazy thing is, is, is did you ever think, or first of all, Mark, do you even know what a down detector is? No. Okay. I didn't think so. Because, all right, down detector is a website where you go to report that Call of Duty is not working. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's what my kids use. So you can also go there and, and it's, you know, it's a free web app. Uh, and you can go there and you're like, if your phone's not working or your Verizon or your whatever. Um, and, and people do that all the time. They report that, you know, I tried to post on Twitter and I couldn't, is it me or is it, it's kind of one of those, mm-hmm. it's a way to figure out, is it me? Them. Because if, if you're the only person saying, hey, my computer's not working or my Xbox isn't working, this probably you. But if you go there and 5,000 people in the last 15 minutes have said, my Xbox isn't working, mm-hmm. it's probably them. So when news is reporting that 70,000 plus people went to, quote, down detector to report that they're AT&T phones, that's not 70,000 users. That's probably 10 times that amount because, mm-hmm. for instance, I was talking to my, my youngest son, Zach, and I said, you know, if your mom's phone went down, she wouldn't go to downdetector.com and report it. She would try and call AT&T or, or go to AT&T or get online or whatever. So, idea, and then if you look at the map, it was centralized. Well, it was essentially in major metropolitan areas. Chicago, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta. And, you know, then they're, they're like, okay, so I have AT&T. AT&T phones out here. Ours never went down. Fine. Matter of fact, I didn't know what people were talking about until about midday when I, I started getting, you know, messages and, and so forth from people. So first they tried to cover it up with sun flare, like solar flares. Yeah, that didn't didn't age. uh, Yeah, yeah. Let let me say something here. I've had AT and T since before it was AT and T. Back when it was singular, if you remember that, I've I've had them forever. But when I have an issue, for example, with uh, internet service, I don't have a lot of choices where I'm at with internet service. My internet service is through Xfinity, Comcast, and if I want good, reliable X, you know, that's where I'm at for now until we get fiber optic which, believe it or not, in one of the largest metropolitan areas in the country, we still don't have that here. I had that in Tampa 25 years ago. But I digress. Anytime my Internet goes down, and I've had this issue with AT&T as well, I will get notifications by email. I'm on their list. I get notified. Internet's down. We're working on the problem. Something will pop up on the phone. Nothing from AT&T on this. Nothing whatsoever about this. And then later in the morning, it was a solar flare. Now they're saying it wasn't a solar flare. Look, there's nothing about this that's believable. And as you know, the cynic in me is also the cynic in you. I think we share the same cynic builder. I don't trust anything they tell me. I don't believe anything from a politician. I believe nothing that comes out of Washington. I believe nothing that comes from the head of an alphabet soup agency. I believe zero from the mainstream media. I pick and choose my fights. Why would I all of a sudden believe, well, it was a solar flare? Oh, it wasn't a solar flare. Oh, okay, well, that didn't go over. Well, let's just say it was this. No. No, Paul, not buying it. With no notification from the company whatsoever that they were down, that's a major down. When communications are gone, 
That's a big deal. It's a big you know, deal, brother. And maybe it's the, just me. Uh, well, I, I, I got a hold of last last night. I talked to people that are, you know, the, the best thing you can do is talk to people who are smarter than you. And uh, I talked to some people who are smarter than me. And one of the things that I did not realize, because I haven't been involved in law enforcement for a while, but that there's this thing, this this application called FirstNet.com. Did I send that to you, the direct link to FirstNet.com? I don't think you sent me FirstNet. You sent me a couple others, though, that I looked at. Well, the, the, the reason it's important is because my, my friend who's retired law enforcement, he just recently retired, he said, yeah, you might want to, like, people, everyone was asking, you know, why AT&T? Why not Verizon? Why not whomever? And most of the people with other phones that said they were having connectivity problems were trying to call people that had AT&T. Mm-hmm. They were trying to contact people that had AT&T. So AT&T has been pushing for law enforcement agencies. They do, well, they've been pushing for all first responders to adopt the their AT&T-based FirstNet.com. 14 band comm system. So you're like, okay, well, who cares? Big deal. Mm, It is kind of a big deal because now they're having to admit that uh, one emergency response connectivity problems, not just with the AT&T cell phone customers, Mm -hmm. but with the actual systems themselves. And we just had that conversation, what, last, well, we've been talking about it on and off for the last couple of weeks right. uh, about the sheriff in Butler County. And one of the things he brought up is he said, our comm system at our sheriff's department gets yeah. uh, attacked. Basically, there are hacking attempts every single day, multiple oh, times it, a day. Multiple times a day. It's an ongoing process. So it's not something that just happened. It's happening every day. The chai comms are doing it. They're probing. Of course they are. It's in the military, or, you know, it's called a probing attack. You, you, you probe, and it's not a full-scale attack, but you probe, you see, you get away with, you watch the response, then you take notes accordingly. Uh, and you can't, I mean, people are like, oh, come on, man, it could just be... Like, well, then, you know, it could just be AT&T screwed up and, and let the okay. million people hang Look, it. Paul, hold, hold that thought for a second, because uh, let's be honest here. It could be. It, it could be. It just doesn't seem very plausible. This is one of those things you got to get your head out of your patootie, ladies and gentlemen. Trust what you see and what you hear and what you already know, not what you're being told. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense continues. We've got Paul Markle, student of the gun, the hippie himself in Wyoming. For the next three segments, don't go away. It's going to fly by, so buckle in. Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Freedom, passion, and precision. That is Daniel Defense. They do represent that freedom, passion, and precision, something the Democrats know nothing about, know absolutely nothing about. Continuing the conversation here in the Six Hour Studios, all of it brought to you by the great X Insurance. 
with Paul Markle, student of the gun. Paul, welcome back in, my brother from another mother. Let's wrap up with AT&T because I want to go to, uh, to Louisiana. We have really good news coming out of Louisiana just a little bit ago, and we'll talk about that briefly. But uh, I, I, I closed out the last segment with trust nothing that you hear from these people. Trust what you see and what you can conjure up yourself because you can see it. And you know, oh, Biden's fine. He does more in a day than I mo- really Then you must be really suck. Because this cat can walk, can't walk and talk. So don't tell me he's busier than you because he's not. He's been on vacation, I think, 47% of his presidency. You know it. You can see it. Stop believing it. Don't buy into the gaslighting. AT&T's already given you two different answers. And you've got two or three politicians telling you this didn't look good. So it just doesn't look good. Paul, go ahead. We'll wrap on that. Wrap up on that. Well, we'll yeah. Man, talk about a case of irony or coincidence. But uh, during the break, I got a text message from AT&T apologizing for yesterday's outage, which may <laughs> have affected me. It was like, it's like they're they're listening. They're listening yeah. in, man. They're like, hey, yeah. stop talking about us. Well, you know, your phone not, was fading not. a little bit, too. Before we were talking during the break, we would call back. And Bobby said, hey, uh, it maybe, it, you know, he said he had AT&T. It's just funny how all that works, isn't it? You know, coincidences just, begin to line up and you wonder, wow, is it really a coincidence? <laughs> I, I don't trust anything anymore. Let's jump over. Well, no, I, I do want to wrap up a loose end with that, though, because it's important. You know, why are we talking about that? Because for many, many years, you and I have talked about preparation, right? Avoidance, awareness, being trained, being prepared. And when you see something like that go down, it really should open your eyes, ladies and gentlemen, as to, well, Hmm. Whether this is in a cyber attack or not, whether it's a test run or not, what just happened is a real eye popper. Am I ready for this? Right. Am I ready for this if it is one of those? And it's far more serious. Take that one, please. No, absolutely. I mean, if nothing else, you know, a lot of people are just missing the point. You know, what they're looking for is an excuse. They're like, oh, well, AT&T said it was a, a system upgrade and they fixed it. So we're all good. We're moving on with our lives. No, 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 no. All right, how many people yesterday were freaking? I was. Uh, I, I read some news stories about people got in their cars, drove to the AT and T stores, and stood in line to yell at employees. Um, you know, and they had a quote from one guy's like, "I can't work without my phone." You know, and well, I thought, yeah. And I, I thought, wow. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That. No. Hold on. Let's go. Let's go there. Let's go. Let's have fun with this. I actually enjoyed having a little bit of downtime for my phone yesterday i did yeah most of us and, are like uh, no I'm, I'm glad not to get 15 text messages well i'm a guy that when i drop my phone from time to time this is this is a true story when i drop my phone i don't care if i'm in a grocery store i don't care if i'm in a parking lot and there's no one around i don't care if there's a bunch of people standing over me when i drop my phone i point at it and say out loud i hope that hurt because i hate these things I am old enough to remember when we didn't need them f- to do life. And yeah, I, we weren't I, attached to them. We were not attached to them. And I, so I used it as a, as a tool yesterday to think to myself, okay, well, hmm. I, do I feel strange because my wife's on her way to work 30 miles away and I can't call her or she can't call me if there's something wrong? Well, I went through my whole life. There was no such thing as a cell phone. I mean, you know, there were cellular phone technology around for years and years and years, but not everybody had them. I didn't concern myself with any of that stuff. You had to. You went to a payphone. I'm, I'm old enough to remember my first job. I stopped at a payphone to call in the office. 
whenever I needed to check in. I wasn't attached at the hip. So I, I kind of looked at this as, a, as an example and a tool to kind of reassess my relationship with that stupid thing. I don't like them. I hate them. But I understand. And, and believe me, they, they're, they're, the, some of the technology is fantastic, and it does wonders. And, yes, it, it, there's no question it's very powerful stuff. However, when you've got a guy that says, I can't work without it, does that mean people need to reassess their lives and reassess oh, yeah, what's important to them? thing is the guy who said that uh is not a tech he said he was a plumber he told the reporter that he's a plumber and he can't work without it because he didn't know where to go i was like wow when you got to when you're to the point that you're so like attached <laughs> or enslaved by i mean hey let's let's face facts how many of us don't carry cash how many people don't carry cash a lot of people don't because they're like, oh, I have a card, and, and it's easier for me to track my finances. And blah, 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 blah. Um, wasn't that long ago. I was driving through the mountains, and uh, I needed, I was about half tank. I wasn't empty or anything, but I stopped. And I walked in, and she said, just so you know, the card reader's down. We're taking cash only for gasoline. And I was like, cool. Here's some green cash money. And I put gas in my truck and drove away. Uh, people, you know, let's just say it's not cell phones. How many, what if it's card readers? You know, what if it's card readers? What if you go into your, you know, you have to have blank, you go to the grocery store and you can't get it because their card readers are down. What if it's cards? Forget reading. What if it's cards? Let's let's go there. Now, I do carry cash. And I, I... I will actually say some of the young kids at the registers that I go to, if I give them cash, I'll, you know, I have a $50 bill in my, in my wallet right now. I'll give somebody a $50 bill, and I'll say, do you still take this stuff? You know, the paper stuff, the green stuff? They look at you funny. goes, yeah, we just don't see it. One thing yeah. you still see from time to time is that older person writing a check. That's very few and far between. I have seen it. In fact, I saw one last week, which I thought was kind of strange. But, you know, they're out there. I, I think... What this boils down to is that whole preparation, avoidance, awareness type thing that we've talked about for so many years on the program. As gun owners, we tend to be, as a group, a little bit more in tune with our, or I should say, the necessity of those three things, the preparation, the avoidance, and the awareness techniques. And I think we, as a group, our eyes open when something like this happens more so for example, than someone who isn't or, or doesn't think about these things. Is that, I mean, that's a fair statement, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at the mass, the, the main news stories from yesterday and through today weren't so much the, well, it was really inconvenient. It was people acting in a manner of panic. And we're not talking days. We're talking hours. Hours, hours. You know, you can be put into a state of panic because you can't use your mobile phone for an hour. Yeah, that's, 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 that's bad. That mindset right there. And like, what happens if they get lucky or they get in, you know, like uh, I was talking to, like I said before, another friend of mine uh, who was, he said they had one time where the 911, the dispatch system went down for two and a half hours, you know, and everybody is so tied to this disability that, well, I can just, Use my phone, and, and, and a magical fairy is going to come and fix all of my problems for me. Uh, and it's just not real. It's not realistic. Well, uh, I, have a, I have a quick question for you as we go to the break. 
how did the plumber plumber before his phone? Did we not have plumbers before we had phones? I mean, good heavens, ladies and gentlemen. You, you can still use the technology and not become so attached to it. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense continues. Two more segments with Paul, Louisiana. Well, we'll go there next. Good news. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Ah, welcome back to the show indeed. X-Insurance presenting all of it here in the Six Hour Studios today. Mark Walters in front of the Daniel Defense mic, powered up for you and filling your prescription for freedom. Paul Markle, student of the gun, ask me, say, Mark, how many cups of Defender Coffee did you have to start your day today? Mark, how many cups of Defender coffee did you have today? <laughs> two to start my day. I had two of them. One of them was hot, and then I switched to iced. <laughs> and I, I, because uh, I, I mean, I have, you know, Sophia Vergara sold me a coffee maker, a Ninja coffee maker, a few years ago at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I love that thing. She could sell me another one, too, but I haven't seen her selling them, so I keep the one that I have. But it makes great iced coffee. A Defender coffee is so good, iced up, the way that thing brews it. So Defender coffee over ice works for me. And I support the Second Amendment Foundation with my purchase of Defender coffee. And I purchase about one, two bags every 45 days, I guess, get delivered automatically. And a portion of those proceeds goes to the Second Amendment Foundation at the end of the year. And I do want to put something out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, during the last break, I got about four or five text messages from Alan Gottlieb who is speaking today on a panel at CPAC, and he sent me a number of photographs of him up on the stage right now with some heavy hitters. Uh, he is with, right now, the Attorney General of Ohio. He is with Pam Bondi. He was just with Mark Levin and others. And I, I shot back a response, Paul, that said, running with the big dogs. And I don't mean he's running with the big dogs. They're running with the big dogs when they're running with Alan Gottlieb. So Alan Gottlieb is out there fighting the fight on behalf of you and your Second Amendment rights every single day. Talk about a guy that literally walks the walk. It is Alan Gottlieb. And let me make this point. I just spent the previous weekend speaking in Phoenix, Arizona, at the state capitol with him. He spoke there and then headed to CPAC. So Alan Gottlieb is, is doing God's work out there, the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Paul, you ready to jump over to, to Louisiana real quick? Yeah, let's do it. I think I know what you're going to say because I just saw a... Uh... Uh, Got an alert. Morning about this. Yep. Constitutional carry has passed the Louisiana Senate, now heads to the House. It is going to fast track, ladies and gentlemen, and it will be signed. There is no question about it. So that means 28 states, Paul. Let's, let's dive into that number. 28 states across this country, that's clearly more than half, now recognize your right to carry a firearm via the U.S. Constitution and not having to beg for that permit. What does Paul Markle, student of the gun, a huge defender of liberty, a scholar and student of the Constitution, think about that? Give us your insight into what that means. It's kind of amazing that 
we we had to go around in this full circle from the founding where the the original founding people were like yeah we understand what it means and that's it and then as we got cityfied and and as we you know the industry you know it's basically the industrial revolution and and this desire to shove humans into cities to live on top of each other uh is what put us into a position where uh, we believed and many people still do believe that the state is responsible for our safety and our well-being and for everything that comes to us. Because uh, b- before that, they couldn't have got away with it. But what happened was you, you had people in, piled in cities, and then they're like, well, you know, we got all these people piled on top of each other. We got all this anonymity. Well, what we need is we need an agency. You know, in, in the United States of America, Communities had a sheriff or, or a constable or whatever they called them, you know, colloquially, uh, but they didn't have these big standing police departments because they weren't necessary. The constable, the sheriff, who or, you know, whatever you wanted to call them, they reserved the right to call up community members in times of crisis. Form a posse. Let's call it what right. it was. I mean, that, that is very, very, very common. It was very, very common practice because the citizens knew that, that you know, they had this paid, you know, cops and sheriffs, and they, they all got to come from the people's, you know, pockets, right? And in the United States of America, back then, people were very averse to new taxes. So they said, all right, well, we're not going to have these quote, standing police departments or standing armies uh, in our country. And if we need people, we'll just call upon the community. Well, what happened? We had, we started piling people into, you know, cities, piling them into cities. And we convinced them that their safety and the safety of their community was no longer their responsibility. It was the responsibility of the state. And so what do they have to do? They had to form these police agencies. And, and uh, at the same time, they concerted. That is when we had this, you know, I guess this. Uh, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just this wave, shall we say, this wave of big cities passing these gun control ordinances. You know, you're not allowed. You can own a gun, and that's okay, and, and we'll allow you to own a gun. Well, thank you, uh, but you can't carry it. You're not allowed to carry it in town. You know, you can't carry it in the city. You can't carry it hidden on your body, and so on and so forth. And because we have we have a police department, and don't worry, we have you know they'll take care of you in the event that you need to defend yourself. Of course, it's always been a lie. Uh, and then we have numerous Supreme Court cases that say, yeah, uh, the police don't have to protect you if they don't want to. They can sit in their car and eat donuts while you're being stabbed to death, and there's nothing you can do about it because they're not responsible. Now, I'm not saying that they would do that, but right. let, let's face facts. That is the Supreme Court ruling. The police have no constitutional duty to protect you as an individual. End of story. And it's been upheld numerous times. So here we are, and we've had to go full circle back to finally – Constitution hasn't changed. The Bill of Rights hasn't changed. The verbiage has always been there. We've just allowed our, our you know, public servants to ignore it. Finally, people are, have stood up and said, you know, you don't have the authority to ransom my rights, to hold my rights hostage and ransom them back to me. You know, you bring exactly up, uh, hold, hold that thought. You bring are. up, 
you bring up a couple great points, a, a bunch of great points. One of them is I, I go back. I was listening to you speak, of course, and I hear uh, Virgil Earp, you know, of course, famous line in the movie Tombstone. No one's oh, saying yeah. you can't own a gun. No one's saying you can't carry a gun. We're just saying you can't carry a gun in town. Now, that was a miserable failure in the Old West at the time. It was failed policy then. It's failed policy today. But that was, in fact, what they attempted to do when the Earps attempted to institute gun control in the city of Tombstone. It was a wild failure. And all you have to do is look at the numbers. And I've been there probably more than 30 times over the last 30-some 40 years. And know the history of that town well, and Old West gun control is an utter failure then, and it is now. But it begs this question: the bad people never, the bad people didn't have the courtesy to go along with it. The courtesy to go along with it, I like that. But it, it begs this question, and it came to mind when I was listening to you. When did it become okay for us? When did we agree to all of a sudden require a permit? after 150 to 180 years of not needing a permit. Yeah, it was a slow boil. I mean, it was. It was a slow boil. Um, was it the shift it from, from, from rural America to urban America at the turn of, a, you know, the, the latter part of the 19th century to the turn of the 20th century? Is that what happened? Yeah, well, you can look to, you can look to Reconstruction. You know, you can look to the time of post-Civil War. Uh, when the you know, in D.C. And, and in the East, New York, and so forth, they wanted they wanted everybody back into factories. They needed them back into factories, and they needed them cranking out whatever. And in order to do that, they have to live close to the factories, so they can't be living all over the place. They can't live out in the county, and you know, especially when they're still be relying on horses and so forth. So we had to pile people on top of each other in cities. That's exactly what happened. We've got one more segment with Paul. And look, I'm going to be honest. I remember moving to Florida back in 1991, and I got my permit. I remember being excited. Cool, I got my Florida permit. There was nothing cool about that. I should never have felt that way. I bet you felt that way when you got yours many years ago, too. We'll be back right after this. This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. All right, one final segment here in the first hour of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. I told you, it flies right by. It always does, especially when we have Paul and we get such great information. Ladies and gentlemen, quick business out of the way. Please go to ArmedAmericanRadio.com and visit all of our partners. Barrel Buddy, Barrel Buddy, the revolutionary product. This little bag I have is getting down about, I've used about 10 of them already. But this bag is $14.99. If you're watching on the show, you can see me holding, holding these Barrel Buddies up, this little Ziploc bag. Pitch the patch. Clean your guns the right way. These things do it. It's one of those products you look at and go, wow, so simple. Why didn't I think of that? BarrelBuddy.com. Paul Reggio is going to be on the show with us again, I believe, Thursday of next week. We'll be talking about his product, and he's cool. We're going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff with him, but he is the managing partner over there and one of the founders and creators of Barrel Buddy. Make sure to check out PTAmmo.com. Buy ammo from those guys behind the blue curtain up in Connecticut. PTAmmo made right here in America. WOFT, WAFT, Firearms Training down in Orlando. 
or just north of Orlando, I should say, in, in uh, Claremont, Florida, the only hill in Florida, 400 feet above sea level. It's really weird. Goatguns.com. Get your goat guns. Get them now. Use the AAR promo code. Take 10% off your first purchase and build away. Mine will be here, I believe, today. They may even be here when I get done with the show today. Armslist.com. Use the promo code AAR. Join Armslist for 99 cents. Don't forget your cutting-edge firewood. We've got a shipment coming next week because it's getting on barbecue time. They will ship your barbecue firewood all over the country. And Heaven's Harvest, for crying out loud, if you don't have supplies and the AT&T thing wasn't a wake-up to you, well, reconsider that, please. Heavensharvest.com. Use the promo code AAR. Save a few bucks over there and start or add to your emergency supply. Don't forget the rest of our partners, Sig Sauer, North American Arms, etc. And one that has been so important to us for so long is MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com slash Armed American Radio. And you can take advantage of every single discount you see by visiting that really slick site they have for us. And support Mike for supporting your right to bear arms on this show for a decade. He has been with us for 10 years. Great guy. Fighting the fight. Gets a lot of hate from the left. Support him. Buy a pillow or a towel or some some of the um, some of the slippers. Greg and I both wear the slippers. Not now because it's nice and warm today, but nonetheless, mypillow.com. Support all of our partners. You find them all at armedamericanradio.com. Paul, before the break, I, I mentioned, you know, I was excited when I moved to Florida in 91 and I got my permit. Yay, I have my permit. And there are people today, right now, that get really happy when they get their FOID card in Illinois or New Jersey. Yeah. They think it's cool they got their FOID card. So they got a card so that they can get a card to buy a gun with a card. And they think that's cool. There's nothing cool about that. And we're now seeing this shift. 28 states. You know, you're right to describe it that way. We've talked about it before, but we come full circle. I just I, I like to go back to the psychology of how did we get to a point where I thought it was cool to have a permit and allowed that thought process to overcome my constitutional rights and my God-given liberties that I thought it was cool to have a permit. How did that happen to me? Well, you know, the, the fact is, is most Americans uh, like to view themselves as reasonable people and as law-abiding people. Um, and and that, that has been used against us as a tool, has been used against us as a weapon. Uh, that psychology is used against us as a weapon. Uh, and so when the state creates an illegal, unconstitutional, tyrannical law, but they voted on it they, and they got their their guy in the governor's house to sign it and they put it out there and they tell us, they're like, well, it's a law. You have to obey it. And so they know that most citizens want to be thought of as reasonable and, you know, as law abiding now and. That, and that is their tool. That, that's what they use against us. They, they know that that essentially is a weakness because people are afraid to be thought of as, you know, everybody, nobody wants to be thought of as unreasonable. You know, nobody wants to think that, you know, I'm a reasonable person and I'm a good person and I'm a this person. And, blah, 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 blah. and if you step out of line and you say, hey, this, I don't care whether they're, you got 100 idiots to go into a building and vote and say, yeah, that's what we're going to do, that doesn't matter. And that's the difference between a representative republic and every other place on the planet. You know, uh, that's why the United States is not a democracy, and it never has been. And, and God help me, as long as I'm still breathing air, it's never going to be a democracy. 
because democracy is mob rule. Democracy is a lie. It is a lie, and it and it's been exposed as a lie. And but uh, we it it takes time to change people's minds. You know, when I you know you and I when we started this, I've I've had innumerable people come up to me over the years and say, you know, when I started listening to you, I thought you were pretty far off. You're you're pretty far right. You know, you're like this guy's talking about. You know, they're hostages. They're taking my rights and holding them hostage. Or, you know, I was telling people, if you live in Chicago, if you live in California and you, you want to pretend to be an American, I said, you're wrong. You know, you have to leave. And they're like, oh, no, you don't understand. I can change it. No, you can't. You yeah, can't change yeah. you, you can't. You can't vote them out. They won't let you. In California, they won't let you vote them out. doesn't matter what you want. It's not going to happen. So it's minds you know that's why this anti this paramilitary you know activities bill is so dangerous oh yeah because they can describe whatever they change the language on us they they can describe whatever they they want as paramilitary they can literally define any that they don't you know as paramilitary activity and what they're trying to do is they're trying to convince people that that people do do not have the right you don't have the right to go and train. You don't have the right to take your guns and go where you want and train with them. Brother, that is straight-up tyranny, and that is a straight-up... That's how the rest of the world yeah. functions. That's how the slaves in Europe, in Australia, and New Zealand, Canada, that's how they function. They have to get permission from their masters, and their masters may or may not grant it, depending on how they're feeling today. That's not a representative republic. And, no, and no, it's when, not. when and you it, have people in your government trying to, at, at this juncture in, history, juncture in history, where know that bad things in our future. And so what is their response? We need to make sure that the people are controlled. We need to make sure they're disarmed. We need to make sure they're controlled. And we need to make sure that they're not gathering together with their neighbors. Mm-hmm. And talking to the, you know, with their neighbors about defending their communities and so forth. We can't have that. Why? Well, you know, I, I, I like, I, I go back to me. I don't know what got into me. You know, I, I, when I was a very young man and I started working in the trucking industry, selling trucking services right out of, uh, right out of college, I was in uh, Pennsylvania and I would go to some bad areas. I had to do some sales blitzes. And if those of you in sales know what that means. But I go out and blitz some bad areas. I was in Camden, New Jersey, some really rough places. And the first handgun I bought, Paul, you'll appreciate, was a Raven 25 caliber semi-automatic fresh out of college, Woo! man. And I, I carried that in my overcoat or in my pants pocket in a suit at the time in New Jersey. I had no permit. Didn't even think about a permit. I just knew I had a right to carry a gun, and I did. Just that. So I don't know what happened to me that a few years later when I moved to Florida, I got all happy and giddy that I got a permit. When I carried without a permit... For about three years prior. Good guy. Yeah, I also graduated to much bigger guy. and better guns. I still have that gun in my safe, by the way. I will never get rid of it. It's a, it's a keepsake for sure. Paul Marco, you've got about 15 seconds. Where can people learn about you? Go to SOTGU.com. Sign up for training class soon. Get training. Training transforms you. And Before sure the government says you can't anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, Hour 2 begins at six minutes after the hour. Paul Markle, student of the gun. Thank you, brother, as always.
just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. 